Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Well, Clint, uh, do you have anything new on Brian Reynolds? Um, right now, he's still going through testing to see if he's a player off the bench tonight. That's what I've, that's what I've got. When I did some research and I discovered you've appeared in 4,771 games as a player and manager, major and minors, but counting spring training and time hitting coach. What brings you back? What was that number again? 4,771. Jeez. No, I'm not double checking. No, that's, <laughs> I'm taking his word for it. That'd be a lot of count. That's a lot of games. I went with Jimmy stats. What what brings me back? Yeah. I have a love for the game of baseball. I have a, a passion for the game of baseball. Uh, I loved watching it. I loved playing it. I loved coaching it. I loved managing it. Um, and I also love what, I, what it does to other people. It promotes community. Um... I think it, it, it promotes teamwork. It, it promotes, you know, to see families come out and enjoy the game. I've always liked the, liked the fact there's no shot clock. <laughs> and, and we're talking about one. Um, that you come out and you sit back and you watch talented men play and compete. And at the end of the day, somebody wins. And, and winning matters, and winnings, and winning counts, and that part of it just never gets gets old for me. And I love the fact that it may be a sport you can try and eliminate people, but it's not like you know in the NFL where you, you put your your two shutdown guys on a wide receiver. You can intentionally walk a guy, but however he gets on base, you got to deal with somebody else. There's just the cohesion of how all the men fit together and responsibilities. I think the big, the one thing I can tell you that, that I've always gravitated to, it's a game of indiv- individual responsibility aimed towards collective gain. That's what electrocutes me in a good way. That's what I love. The, the, the individual responsibilities, but they're all pulled together for collective gain at the end of the day. That's that's what it does. What would you be doing if it wasn't for baseball? What would I be doing? Um... There's a good chance that I would be volunteering somewhere for people I thought that I could help impact and help along the way. Uh, We're special need parents. And that is a community that can use support and help every day. Because it's it's like a lot of things, you know, you don't raise your hand to get involved in, in this in this group. However, once you're in, you're in. And to be able to pull upon the strength, hope, and experience of other people becomes critical at times. And then what it's done for our family is it's opened up 
a world of care from other people that they could care less that Maddie's daddy manages the pirates. They do things for Maddie because that's what they do for all kids. So you see a compassion side of life that you don't normally see. So I do a lot of community work along those lines, but when that would be something that I would, I would definitely find time for. In the clubhouse, we were watching Marty Brenneman call his last game, his last out of his career, 46 years. Uh, any thoughts on your interactions over the years with Marty? Marty is one of my favorites. Um, I actually played as a Red for a very short period of time. Uh, I don't know, maybe about 31 of those games. Uh, maybe more than that was spring training. Uh, but I got to know Nuxie and Marty when I was there. Uh, and Marty and I have stayed in contact and, and been friends ever since. Over the past few years, Marty has a place in Sarasota. So we would see each other during the winter, and he would have a throwdown with Maddie all the time at a couple local restaurants about the Reds and the Pirates. And they'd go toe-to-toe. Um, but I've just loved his unfiltered opinions at times. He speaks from the heart. He speaks from his gut. He speaks passionately. He's loved the game and and been a good ambassador for the game. Um, He's seen a lot of baseball, man. A lot of baseball. And to be... uh, you know, talk back into one more year because I know he had thoughts about doing stopping last year and even talk back for one more goodwill tour or whatever you would call it. Uh, I think there were a lot of pros and cons for him along those lines because he said he had to go back to some stadiums he really could have done without. Um, I, I've appreciated the man from afar for a long time, so it's a, it's, it's a big tip of the hat to him. For he's been a good and faithful ambassador of the game for a long time. Clint, what has what Joe Musgrove meant to this club throughout this year? He's one of, uh, one of our grown, growing up men uh, on the baseball field, off the baseball field. This guy's brought a skill set that was unique, an edge uh, to the game, for the game, uh, a grit component that's, that's real and contagious. Uh, his preparation is his, is his top shelf, what he does the other four days, not just the day starts. Uh, attention to detail, attention to the game. Uh, he cares. He's a really good teammate. Uh, he's had younger pitchers out on work days and the, on, on the road. Pickoff moves, fielding, just different things. Uh, he's always looking to get better. So uh, very valuable and not just in t- taking the ball once every five days. I think it's added up to, is it 31 now? Um, but the edge and, and the, uh, the focus, um, the want and the will to win, yeah, he's been a very good addition for us. Clint, I, I ask this because I used to relatively inexperienced team here. I have a lot of grizzled veterans, thank God. At what point do players kind of be able to reach that point where they can say something or say something to their teammates if they feel something needs to be said. At what point do you kind of cross that line where it's really not my place yet to do that? Or, hey, I've been around enough long. I think initially for many years it was more about service time than anything else. I think we're cutting through that a little bit now. Um, 
whether that's societal or whether that's just based on where we are as an organization in a clubhouse. Um, we got some guys developing some clubhouse cred out there. Um, and through some of the experiences that we've had here collectively from the start of the season until now, both halves included. Uh, and then the off-field challenges, the on-field challenges. Uh, one of the things we're enjoying a lot about the exit opportunities with these guys is them talking about uh, what they can do moving forward, uh, how they can empower, how they can help, how they can uh, step up uh, or speak. And many of them have voiced those same thoughts just along the lines that, you know, it's time. And I think it's a feeling. And I think it's a feeling that all of us men have probably walked across at some point in time where it's time to put on the big boy pants and let's go. You're not calling dad. I don't need to talk to the manager. If something happens and I feel it, I need to do it. And I think uh, I think we're there in a lot of, in a lot with a lot of the guys out there. I know you like to limit what you say to the media in reference to what you say to the players, but just curious with the exit interviews over the last week or so, is there anything particular maybe you've learned about a guy that maybe you didn't know before or just something that really kind of sticks out that you can share? No. No, it's, that's what their exit opportunities. I'm going to run tell you after the guy was just here. It makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, we want it unfiltered and transparent to build trust. Uh, we want to get better. We want their filter and their lens and their perspective on everything they're seeing. Uh, we don't ask them what their favorite color is. We don't ask them what their favorite food is. We do get feedback on, the, on what, maybe what departments they delved into this year. Did they break open some new apartments? There's a new part of the analytics they got into. Um, you know, who sharpened them from a player perspective, maybe a coaching perspective, those type of things. But a lot of the other stuff, and it's, it's what makes it special, and that's what gets us better. And, um, that's where you learn about it. When Sterling Marte put up really some career numbers uh, almost across the board offensively this year, still a 20-steal, 20-homer guy. Um, did he show you anything different this year? As he, can, he seems like he continues to grow as a hitter as he's, as he's getting older. He just walked out of here uh, today. And there was a couple things that I, I did share with him that I can share with you because they're field-related. I mean, I think he's gotten to a point in his career where he decided it was time for him to man up. And he wanted to be accountable and responsible. He talked about it in spring training, and we've had some of these conversations. Uh, and he also knew that his actions were going to speak louder than any words he could utter. Because we've seen Starling go through different periods of time and play. Um, and... To watch him man center field and control the flanks. To watch him help a young left fielder break in and then the eight right fielders that we had from any different time throughout the year. But without without cause. No, each one of them he went hands-on with and talked and moved. Um, the putting a foot down in the box in the third hole and then getting pitchers to throw what, waiting in them out to throw what he wanted to hit rather than trying to hit what they were throwing. Um... All five tools have showed up more consistently than ever before. Um, and then the ability to post, notwithstanding the one short DL stint in this time right here, but look at the, look at the volume of games in between. Uh, the only days off, more often than not, were days off when we weren't playing the game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's a number of men out there I'm proud of. He's one of them. Speaking of that, with Josh Bell, the season unfortunately coming to an early end, 
just overall, what do you take away just from his season this year and where he improved? He, he got to understand, probably got to feel maybe that what he's always felt he could be. He's got a lot of confidence. However, to go out and do what he did through the first half of the season, to arrive on time at the All-Star game with the numbers that he had, he had created, he had, he had earned, um, getting to see the force he could be in our lineup, the force he could be within the game, um, and then also knowing what it's like with him out, outside the lineup. You know, when he's getting rest days, we did still did some good things. But his absence right now, um, what can he do to, to work to get in a better place? Because I, I do think it just took a toll on him. Um, and it's not because he doesn't condition or he wasn't in shape. It's none of that. It's about probably running more bases and, and, and doing more things on the field than he's ever done before. Because his pregame work, if anybody logged his pregame work, you'd be blown away by the time he spends on the field working on defense before all through that season. And then the effort in the game. You watch that big man get down the line. And then you watch him run all the bases that he that he ran this year. So the concentrated effort in the offseason to take himself to a different level with consistency and then to pull it off. Um, and then to find the value and what he can bring and how he can bring it. And he's also a man growing up in the clubhouse as well. Another one. So I think it was a very, a very good year for Josh to learn a lot about himself and about his team. Clint, there was a lot of confusion yesterday based off of the things you said to Steven versus the things you said after the game. Do you have any further clarity or do you feel like you guys are on the same page at this point as far as where you are moving forward? Neil and I, and the like I said yesterday, the conversations I've had, the narrative have all been about focus on moving forward. So... Um, I don't have anything more to say. Everything I said last night, you know, I'm planning on coming back, want to come back. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I think it's the best way to leave it. And all the narratives about what we can do to get better, collectively. Yeah. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.